In this episode, once again, we speak to the amazing, the beautiful, the charming Kelsey Ada. Kelsey is a best-selling author, information facilitator in the personal development space who has helped thousands of women upgrade their lives and love themselves through the process with her books, blogs, online courses, one-on-one coaching, international retreats, and of course, her podcast. Let's speak to Ada and find out how, um, oh, what is blocking your money manifestation? Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today, once again, we have the charming, we have the wonderful, and we have the extremely young, I would say, Kelsey Ada. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be back. So we had such a fantastic conversation on Friday, Kelsey. We had to have you back today. Kelsey, everyone's heard once again how wonderful you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Yes. So I am a best-selling author and a transformation facilitator. I really help people to manifest their dreams, to live more intentionally, to manifest and create their best life while loving themselves radically through the process. Because anyone who's been on a manifestation journey knows that it's really a process of becoming. There's a lot of healing involved. There's a lot of personal development involved in order to align with the life that you want to create. So that's what I help people do. It's just perfect because today's topic is what's blocking your money manifestations. So let's start with it. So what do we mean by this? Well, you know, what do you mean what's blocking my manifestations? I mean, I know what that means, but I want you to define it from your point of view. Yeah. So a blockage, blockage is a strong word, but there's not really like a better word for it. Mm. But a blockage could be like, some way that you might be self-sabotaging your financial freedom. It could be a thought pattern that you keep practicing that's stopping you from going for it. It could be a belief that you've been holding for a long time that keeps money away from you. There are many different ways that we can slow the flow. Let's just say maybe it's not a full on blockage, but it's just a little clogged, you know, where we slow the flow of finances coming in and welcoming in financial abundance. So what I get really excited to talk about, and I'm glad that we're talking about this today, is like, how can we release what I call, I call blockages like resistance. How can mm. we release our resistance to money? How can we become more aligned with money in the same way that we would with love or with friends or with anything else we want to manifest? So tell us, walk us through this process. How do we, how do we rec- first recognize we're resisting it and that there are blockages? And, uh, and secondly, What's the process? What's your process to remove these these blocks? Yeah, so I love to use self-inquiry as a really simple and effective tool to kind of 
get in there and discover what your resistance is. Because a lot of us are carrying or practicing resistance and we don't even know. We think, oh, every part of me wants money. Of course I want money. Why wouldn't I want more money? That's the most obvious thing I could ever want. I think about how much I like it and want it all the time. Like, Mm. I don't have any limiting beliefs, right? Like, that's what we think when we've been making our vision boards and doing our affirmations and setting our intentions. But if you ask yourself, a question such as, and there are other questions, but this is one of the big ones that helps a lot of people. If you can ask yourself something along the lines of, is there any part of me that might not be on board with me having as much money as I say that I want? Mm. And then just be silent and listen. (laughs) Because when you listen, you'll probably notice that there's some different parts in the back of your psyche that are like, Uh, I don't want more money because that means we're going to pay more in taxes. I don't want more money because that means that people aren't going to love us for us. They're just going to want our money. I don't want more money because that means that blah, 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 blah. Like you're going to run into some things that you probably didn't realize that were there just by asking the question and getting really curious and being honest with yourself. Like if I was really honest with myself, is there any part of me that might not be on board with this and why? And then you start to have the internal dialogue once you kind of um, it's almost like the visual I'm getting is you go into like a still lake. And then as soon as you start stepping in there, the dirt starts coming up and it's not like so clear, but you you start stirring it up. Yes. You're stirring the internal pot by asking the question. Some stuff's going to come up and then you have to kind of like sift and sort through that and kind of wait for it to settle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the imagery that's coming to mind for this process, but it's really asking listening. And then once you've identified one, two, three, 10 pieces of resistance, whether they're thoughts, whether they're beliefs, whether they're, you know, whatever it is, programming, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 then you have a choice. The beauty is you finally know, like some things that are probably blocking you from calling it in or letting it in. Mm -hmm. But then, well, let's, let's put it this way first. Sometimes just seeing the resistance is enough for it to not be a problem anymore. Because you might see the thought or the belief and be like, oh, well, that's ridiculous. I don't actually believe that or I don't want to choose to believe that anymore. And you can let it go. But sometimes that's not enough. Yes. I'm going to stop there because, you know, Mm -hmm. as you were saying this, because I do this all the time with money blocks. Yeah. The problem is at times we don't even recognize that it's it's a it's a it's a limited belief or it's a block. Um, Right. It just feels like normal. It just feels (laughs) that it just feels normal because that's how things are. And I think one of the major ones that I found would be, you know, that people like us don't make money like that. You know, it's just not done. And this could be a belief that's not just coming from your parents. It's generational. So it comes from your grandparents and their grandparents and their grandparents. And God forbid, if you put in the Holocaust or some other, you know, something something terrible that happened in, in your lineage. And for black people, it's the slavery. For for Jews, it's the Holocaust. Um, you know, for other, you know, based on whatever, you know, I think for for Pakistanis, it's the partition, India, Pakistan, when that partition happened. And you know, I know some of my family has the issue from that brutality. So it's it could be a few generations back, but it's so instilled in you as a person, it's become part of your paradigm. And when something's behind you of your paradigm, you don't even question it. Like I'm a girl, yeah. that's my paradigm. I don't question I'm a girl. It's just I am. That's who I am. This is how the world is. And I think this is where people slip up. They're like, well, I don't see anything. 
I don't. Yeah, because like the stories and the beliefs can almost disguise themselves as facts because yes. you're so intertwined with them. Yeah. You don't think, oh, that's a limiting belief. You're just like, well, that's just the way it is. <laughs> exactly. That's the, and yeah. this is crucial. This is where you need someone like you or myself to identify like, no, that's not how things is. That's how you believe it to be. So that's part of your paradigm not reality not the general reality and it's part of your reality because it's a paradigm and when a when a belief becomes a paradigm it's so powerful it manifests it has to manifest itself in terms of your reality this is a thing that this is the most difficult part for people to recognize because general beliefs they do i think another one is i think the the other one that's become apparent to me is when people think if they start making money and this this one, let's just put the elephant, you know, but let's speak of an elephant in the room. If you start making money, which most people don't make in a year, you start making them on a monthly basis, you will be an outsider. And your mm. personal contacts with 99% of the people around you, they will, because they won't be in a vibrational match with you anymore, they will diminish. Let's just be very, very clear about it. And people think, oh, that means I'll be all alone. Oh, that means I'll be rejected. <gasps> Oh no! Don't want I that. Don't, yeah, stay away, money. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so this is one of the things that people. That, why would I do that? I don't care about Germany doesn't talk to me. I don't talk to them anyway. Yes, you do. <laughs> it matters to you whether you like it or not. And to have that element of rejection coming on, you're like, no, 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 don't want that money. Go away, go away. I'll stay poor like the rest of my family because that way I'm part of the family. Even if I'm the black sheep, I'm still part of the family. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I feel like you actually kind of alluded to the answer. And I'm going to give like a two part answer to your question about Mm -hmm. like, what if the belief is so ingrained that it's disguised as like a fact? Yeah. (laughs) So I will say you can't always get into all your own blind spots on your own, which is the purpose for facilitators, coaches, people like you, people like me who can help you to recognize and question things. Yeah. Sometimes you can't do it all by yourself. So I will say that that's very true. Other times too, once you've practiced it enough, it becomes easier and you start to question everything. Mm. (laughs) Like when you get in the habit of questioning, it makes it easier to question things that you've even believed or practiced your whole life. Cause you just get into a questioning zone of like, well, what if I just questioned this for a second? What if I just looked at this and was like, is this the ultimate truth? Or am I open to a different possibility? Because like, let's say, for example, what was the example that you gave earlier? I want to go back to that when you were saying, um, like, what if someone has a belief that like, it's not possible for people like me or what was the word? So people like us, you know, there are the, you know, people like us, we, you know, we're the the working class or middle class. People like us don't, you know, go meet the queen. People like us don't have a, a private jet. People like us don't, you know, live in mansions. It's we are normal people and we are hey, we cannot go there. And, you know, that's that's just not possible. And if you try and get there, then you're an outsider and you'll be rejected. That's, they don't actually people say this, it's just a subconscious sort of ideology that if you come out of the, because this is tribal, Kim, keep in mind, this is tribal mindset that we have. If we're out Definitely. of the tribe, we're not safe anymore and we don't want to leave the tribe. doesn't matter how much we hate the tribe. We want to stay in the tribe because it's safe. Survival. Yeah, survival. Yes, yes. yes. So... With that belief as an example, there's kind of two parts. So the people like us part, Mm. that would be an opportunity 
like if you don't know to question this, then this would be your coach helping you question. But if you do, or if you are open to question ever questioning everything, even if you've never questioned it before, the question could look something like this. Well, can I know for certain that normal people like me have never moved up the money ladder? Mm. Well, no, that's kind of like unreasonable to say. Are there any examples of people who started off normal middle class and now make a ton of money? Probably if I looked for examples of that, I might be able to find them. And then your paradigm, it starts shifting little by little and you you can start to look for evidence of the opposite. Mm. And you can even ask like, could it be true that maybe this thing that I've been believing my whole life is not only not the ultimate truth, but the opposite could be just as true, if not truer. Mm. I just have never looked for evidence of the opposite. I've only looked for evidence to confirm my bias and my beliefs. So of course I feel strongly about it. But if you're open and willing to a little willing to go through a little ego death, <laughs> you can be like, okay, hmm, this I know that this is making me scared to create more money, or this is making me feel like it's not possible for me, right? Mm. But like, who's to say it's not possible for me? Am I do I really want to be the one to stop myself from doing it? And you just start to like question it enough that it starts breaking like the Mm. foundation, the cracks, it just starts cracking. And a little piece of evidence of the contrary could knock your whole house down and you can rebuild a mansion. Mm. I I think, yeah, I think that's very, very powerful. There's an old, listen, I don't follow him very often now, but when I first started into the personal development realm back when I was about 18, 19, it was a book by Tony Robbins. I think it's Awakened the Giant Within. And he talks about this scenario where your beliefs have, it's like a table that has four legs. Uh, and, yes. and you need to just knock out one leg at a time. And what you find is when you start knocking out the legs, the the table begins to wobble and eventually collapses because you've knocked out all the four elements which are keeping it up. That's how most of our paradigms are, but we need to view them as such. So I agree. I think this is where the first, I think the first point is to recognize where are you standing? And for that, I would say put an outrageous goal. Like for example, if you are currently making 10,000 a month, think about how can you make a hundred? Well, actually better than that. How can I make a million a month? And I've been talking about a million a month a lot recently because of the people Mm. I've interviewed and the kind of work I've been doing. And I, and it's very normal for me to talk about a million a month, even though I'm not there yet at the moment but I will be, and I am, and I'm working towards it. But a lot of people are like, they gasp, like, oh, really? I'm like, and it's so normal with the, because they're people who are ahead of me. They're, it's just so normal from them. They're complaining about being under a million a month. They want to get to the 10 million. I'm like, okay, right, that's great. <laughs> right, let's get there now. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. So, um, so put an outrageous goal for yourself, which is so outrageous that you, it forces you to think outside. And if you are, if you think, well, that's not possible, why isn't it possible, right? Because well, you know, this when, when I was thinking about the million, I'm like, I, to, oh, you know, I want to get to the million a month and whatever, whatever. 
that seemed like a, a really difficult thing for me until I came in the circle where everybody's making a million a month. Right. And, and they want to make 10. And, and they want to like, make oh. 10. And like, oh, okay. I'm talking about million. You're talking about 10 right? a month. Okay. This is good. This is really good. Right. And it forces you to think outside of your paradigms because I think far too many times we're comfortable with our um our we become comfortable with being uncomfortable and in and when we when I think I think if you're making a hundred thousand a month then I think you're comfortable enough that's just not comfortable but I think most people even at ten thousand a month they have so many expenses going out that it's not comfortable let's be real if you're a business owner you still have so many expenses going out that you're barely making ends meet at ten at 10k a month that's when you're still but if you're making 10k a month you're like oh that's not more than anybody else oh I'm okay I'm comfortable I'm okay I'm actually doing really well I'm wealthy I'm rich but then that's where you have to think big. That's where all these big, or these mentors, you know, Brian Tracy and uh, Bob Proctor, may he rest in peace. You know, he was one of my favorite mentors who died. May he rest in peace. They all talk about think big, think bigger, because that forces you to look internally and see if you're uncomfortable, and you should be uncomfortable. Why are you uncomfortable? Because that's what sh- sheds light on your limiting beliefs, no? Yeah, and I think you're alluding to another kind of solution to the second part of that limiting belief, which was like, if I make too much money, I could get kicked out of the tribe. Mm -hmm. And like, if that was my client kind of showing me that fear, I'd be like, oh, did you realize that this is what you've been thinking? And also that there are other tribes that you haven't been able to access until you hit a certain point, like how you're talking about knowing these people who are going for the $10 million months. Like you probably didn't always hang out with these people and you weren't a vibrational match to being in their zone until you did the money mindset work and started making more money and started opening your mind. And those people are helping you to dream bigger and think bigger and know what is possible. And when you can see it possible for other people, it makes it a million, billion, jillion times more possible for you because you're like, oh, if they can do it, can they're do it. a person. I'm a person. If they can do it, I can do it. It's like once whoever was the person who ran the mile under the the, um, the four minute mile. Yeah, the four minute mile. And then everyone could do it because they yeah. saw that it was possible. Right. Mm-hmm. So same thing with money, same thing with finances. And it's funny because my fiance is experiencing this right now in a big way. Mm-hmm. He just shifted from being in sales where he was selling um, services to commercial real estate assets to now he's going to be selling the commercial real estate assets. Okay. So he, man, this is crazy. I'm on the phone with these guys and they're like, I just got to get used to this, I guess. And I'm like, yeah, this is your new paradigm. This is your new reality. And I think when you can be open to there are higher levels out there and those are just people too that can really change the game. Mm. I think this is, so the first step is always to understand what's your reality, what's your glass ceiling, what, where are you at this moment in time? I had no idea that my glass ceiling was a million a month until I got into this, you know, until I, got, I started speaking to all these other individuals and how quickly you can you can get there because one of the people that I'm speaking to, um, this individual was literally um, had started from scratch just a couple of years ago, and currently owns a business which is worth I think about doing ten over uh, or twenty ten ten or twenty million turnover, and they've got um, I think two million profit, and by the end of this year they're looking to get to twenty six million turnover like the speed at which they, this is happening is just 
blows your mind and allows you to think, oh, okay, that can happen for me too. It can work for me too. I think this idea is very, very important. It's part of the manifestation process. So we, if we break down this idea, okay, so we, 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 you know, we, we, you know, we've got these blocks. We've identified these blocks. How do we eliminate these blocks? Like, what do we eliminate? Them? So how do I eliminate these these ideas about myself? And how do you do it? If you have, you know, if a, a client comes, oh my God, Kelsey, I didn't realize I have these ten different awful limiting beliefs or, or blockages around uh, around money because like I, I i can't even think about making 100k a month forget a million or anything more how do i go beyond it how do i step into this new version of myself yeah great question so i think we kind of covered like step the groundwork and step one so the groundwork identifying the resistance step one start to question it start to shake up the foundation start to really get curious like okay is this the only ultimate truth mm. then i would say the next step in the process it depends on what the resistance or the blockage is because there's a lot of different ways you can handle it and release it but just to be general i would say that the next step can be once you've identified it you've questioned it, you have to kind of figure out, okay, what's the opposite of that? That's going to be supportive to me. So mm -hmm. if the original belief was, um, who am I to do this? People like me can't do it. Okay. Let me question that. Okay. No, actually some people like me have done it. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling like it's more possible. Like, you know, why not me? Okay. So now I'm feeling open to the opposite. What do I need to believe in order to solidify a new belief? Like what would I rather choose to believe than this old paradigm that I feel like is holding me back? I would rather choose to believe that, of course, it's possible for me because it was possible for all these other millionaires. Why wouldn't it be possible for me? Why not me? Or even better yet, you can ask yourself the question, why me? What skills do I have? What gifts do I have? What awesomeness do I bring to the table so much that I deserve and will easily become a millionaire, a billionaire, whatever it is that you are aiming for, right? So it's the identifying, the questioning, picking the new belief. And then you have to find, like Tony Robbins says, usually three to four pieces of evidence of the new belief. So for example, like this is a really easy one to follow. If you used to believe that all people with money are assholes, you'll be like, okay, um, let's question that. Probably not everyone is bad who has money. So I would rather believe that there are nice people who have money. Great. Awesome. This makes the world such a better place. I want to be one of those people. Let me look for examples of great people with great wealth doing great things in the world. Find three of those, boom, I have a new belief that that's possible, that could be me, add me to the list in the future. So it's really the identifying, the shaking up the foundation, picking the new belief, finding evidence for the new belief. And if you can't find the evidence right away, ask the universe, be like, universe, show me evidence of my new desired belief. Show me what I want to be true. And if you look for it and ask for it, you will find it. 100%. And then just do that a million times over with all the pieces of, <laughs> with all the, with all the pieces of resistance that you find. Um, that is a really good practice. But actually in my book, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, there are a couple different resistance releasing practices that have a lot to do with like self-inquiry, journaling, different questions you can ask yourself, kind of different um, ways to troubleshoot resistance once you notice it. Um, so I'll just point people to that resource as well. Awesome. And I think this 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 idea of um, of looking for evidence for the opposite belief is so, so, so important. It's so crucial. This idea about, how, you know, looking for evidence, I think is so crucial. 
it works in all areas of life. And I think this is something that we, I think we can only look for that once we've identified what, what we believe. But then we, I, I said this as well, look for the opposite. Look for the opposite belief. And I, I did this actually when I was doing my healing journey. So with money, it's very easy for me to, you know, go ahead and manifest and do all of that work. I find it more harder in personal relationships. And then my mentor for 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 um, my inner journey, she gave me the homework of, okay, you've, I've never seen really healthy masculine relationships with, with men with between husband and wife. You should look for, not personally around you, but just generally the whole world, the globe is in general. Pick out at least three to four men who are fabulous looking, who are fabulous fathers, who are fabulous husbands and who have, have money as well. And just see that that's possible. There is such thing as the perfect individual or you see, you, I mean, no one's perfect, but you know what I mean? To, to see that's you know, they, those kind of people exist. So I started looking and I kid you not that when you ask universe for help, this is the point I was making. When you ask that support from the universe, universe gives it. I saw so many examples from TV personalities to movie stars to people around me as well. And to the point where now I see more healthy masculine men with, you know, with these really loving relationships and compared to the idiots and the narcissists that I've been exposed to in my life. And yes, my personal experience with men has been horrendous, absolutely terrible. That's another story for another time. But I see evidence of amazing men everywhere to the point when, you know, if somebody even says, oh, you know, all men are this and this. And I said, no, you know, few men are this way. Majority of the men are kind, considerate, compassionate, loyal, and are loving husbands and loving, you know, fathers. I correct people on purpose because I look for evidence of nice people. And that's obviously women as well. Women are nice, whatever else. But I always, I always thought women are always nice. I, and, and I actually had to look for evidence the other way around to think there are bad women <laughs> as well as bad men <laughs> it's not just all good women and all bad men right anyway the point being i i had difficulty and i it took me a long long time to look for evidence in that direction okay i think at least until my my, my first 40 years of my life i believed all men were filling the dots right hence i'm not surprising the the men i met in my life were filling the dots right so um this is why I, I really agree with you that if you are having difficulty seeing evidence of the opposite of what you want to believe, so if you want to believe that rich people are kind, rich people are helpful, rich people, money makes you considerate, money makes you compassionate, money makes you generous, ask the universe to give you examples, send you those examples, and I promise you the universe will comply and will show you evidence of people with lots of money who are compassionate, who are kind, who are generous, who would befriend you, who would help you and support you also. That's yes. the point I was making. Yes, and I have a piece of somewhat unpopular, contradictory manifesting advice that goes along with this. So mm -hmm. even if you can't fully believe the belief that you would rather adopt, even if you can't fully get behind the new belief that you're trying to build yet, as long as you're open to the possibility, that's enough for you to open the door for manifestation to start moving towards you. A lot of law of attraction teachers will say you have to believe it 1000%. You have to think it's so real. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. And 
yes, it's helpful to have supporting beliefs, but if you're not there yet, it doesn't mean it's not possible. Just stay open to possibility. If you're open to possibility of your old way being wrong, if you're open to the possibility that what you believe now you won't believe forever, if you're open to the possibility of what is available in the world and can be available to you, that is enough to start the momentum going in the right direction. So don't feel like you have to have perfect beliefs in order to like manifest all this money. You don't. It's helpful, but you don't have to have it. You just have to be open to the possibilities. You just have to get started, really. And in, and like anything else, manifesting is, is building a muscle. And the more you learn about it, the more you practice it, the more you understand this, you know, the beliefs that we're talking about, the easier it will become for you to see evidence of it um, and see evidence of manifestation around you and see evidence of things changing and reality changing. And the fabric of reality is multiple, is changing all the time, but you want it to change in your favor in the way that you want rather than to stay in, you know, going in the opposite direction, which a lot of people end up doing when they start the manifesting process because they go into the fear mode. And that's, that's the reason why, because the beliefs become even more ingrained. They're more focused on the limiting beliefs rather than being passive to them, which they are normally. And therefore, with the more focused they are, the more it shows up in the 3D world. Hence the, you know, going backwards when you're trying to manifest. But anyway, um, I think we're going to wrap this up. So give me a summary of what you think would be the best way to manifest, say, um, 100K months. Okay. So the number is not so important as the vibe, right? So getting into the vibe is a process of, First, asking yourself why. A lot of people don't stop to ask the why. Like, why do you want 100,000 a month? Why do you want a million a month? Why do you want 10 million a month? What is the feeling that you're after? Is it growth? Is it feeling successful? Is it feeling bougie? Is it feeling luxurious? Is it feeling like a boss babe? Like, what is the feeling that you're after? How can you start cultivating more of that now? And what's stopping you from feeling those ways now, aside from not having the money yet? Because that's a cop-out answer. I hate when people say that. Oh, I don't feel like that because I don't have my manifestation. Well, duh, but that's that's not what I mean. I mean, like, why aren't you allowing yourself to feel like a boss babe now? Why aren't you allowing yourself to feel successful now? Why aren't you looking for how accomplished you are now, Mm. right? So I want people to bring it back to the present, make it less about the number and more about the feelings and the energetics. And also do the process that we talked about today of, is there any part of me that's not on board with this? Do I have any, um, any stickiness inside of me that's not super excited about the money? Like, let me explore my internal world, uncover some resistance, deal with that and then you'll be more aligned than ever because you're focusing on how you want to feel and you're going for that feeling directly and if there's anything in the way you are digging it up and getting it out to align your energy even more cleanly Mm -hmm. so it's really two parts of like intention setting work going towards what you want and then also troubleshooting any resistance that you find along the way wonderful wonderful okay so this has been a fascinating conversation. We can carry on talking forever, but let's wrap this up. Tell us, Kelsey, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at KelseyAida.com. That's where you can find my books. That's where you can find blog posts. You can find me at High Vibe In It, the podcast available everywhere where podcasts are. We've actually done quite a few episodes on money manifesting, manifestation in general, releasing your resistance, all that fun jazz. So 
many hours of content on that on high vibe in it um and then you can find me in mexico in october hosting a women's retreat you can find me on instagram always posting good downloads helping people out on there at kelsey aida so yeah if you just google kelsey aida kind of everywhere Awesome. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, then all the links that Kelsey just mentioned would be on the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have her links to go check her out. She seems like an awesome, 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 amazing person. Um, if you need help with your manifestation and her message and her wording resonates with you, then check her out. You may you never know, you may end up in, in Mexico in October. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So thank you so much for being such an amazing guest, Kelsey. It's been a fabulous day and it's been fabulous talking to you. Thank you so much. This was super fun. And thank you for listening to me and Kelsey today on um, on Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time, me, this is Golcon signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.